Leviticus chapter 2, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13, and then Mark chapter 9, verse 45 and 50. Leviticus chapter 2, verse... I guess I can do that. That's good. 12 and 13 is good. That's good. That's good. You're fine. I just didn't have it on my paper over here, but that's fine. I sent it to you 12 and 13, but I didn't put the other one. So it's my fault. That's okay. I got it. (laughs) I'm going to read out the Bible anyhow. (laughs) Amen. So Leviticus chapter number 2, verse 12. As for the oblation of the first fruits, you shall offer them unto the Lord, but they should not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering with all thine offerings, thou shalt offer salt. Everybody say salt. Go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 49 and 50. For every one shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourself, and have peace one with another. Amen. Amen. Salt, 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 salt. Amen. Everybody ever seen some of this stuff? Salt, right? Put it right there. Amen. Salt. Amen. I want to minister to you from this thought this morning. The main ingredient. The main ingredient. Amen. Pray with me this morning. Father, we praise you again this glorious day. God, you are great and you are greatly to be praised. God, words can never thank you enough for all that you do for us, God. You know everything that we have need of before we ask of thee. God, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament show forth your handiworks, God. Day unto day they utter speech, God, and night unto night they show forth knowledge, God. There is no speech nor language that their voices is not heard. Their lines has gone unto the ends of the earth, God, and their words unto the ends of the world, Lord God, and in them. Your word tells me that you have set a tabernacle for the Son, whose going forth, God, is as a bridegroom that cometh out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race, whose going forth, God, is to the ends of the heavens and the circuit unto the end thereof. And God, you said, there is nothing hid from the heat of it, God. You said, the word, Lord, the law is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the hearts. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgment 
commandments of the Lord, you said, are true and are righteous altogether. More to be desired, you said, are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, and they're sweeter, God, also than honey and the honeycomb. And moreover, by them are your servants warned, and in keeping of them, God, are a great reward. You said, who can understand his error, O God? Cleanse us from secret faults, God. Keep us back from presumptuous sins and let them not have dominion over us, God. Then shall we be upright and shall not be offended with the great transgressions, O God. Let the words of my mouth, God, today and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. In thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord, you are everything to me and you are so much more. God, what could I say, Lord? What word could I find to give you praise and to give you thanks and give you glory and honor? For all that you do for me, God, you are great and you are greatly to be praised. And, and I thank you again today, Lord. Thy love and kindness is always better than life. And my lips will praise thee while I live. And I will lift my voice in the sanctuary. And I will pay my vows, God, because I love you too much, God, to fail you now, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. The main ingredient. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got to watch my couple, my two younger grandsons last uh, week. We were watching them, and they decided they wanted to preach a little bit. And so they was downstairs, and they was, man, they was going after it. And, you know, and so I realized I have to make sure I'm on my best behavior because when your grandkids want to start preaching and... <laughs> And stuff. You want to make sure they are preaching the right message. <laughs> so you want to start them out. And I think most of all of us kids, you know, at one time when you grew up in the church, you, you find yourself mocking your preachers and teachers and stuff. And that's good stuff, you know, to make sure you get it together. Amen. <clears throat> the main ingredient. Many people today are told uh, by their medical professionals to do what? Reduce their salt in their intake. But Jesus says that salt is good. And that we are to have salt within ourselves. I'm sure you've heard of this new terminology called hyponatomia. Anybody heard of hyponatomia? It is low sodium concentrate in the blood. And what are the symptoms? The symptoms of this condition is headaches, confusion, seizures, weakness, restlessness, muscle spasms, or muscle cramps. Anybody got any of those symptoms? Headaches, confusion, seizures, weakness, restlessness, muscle spasm, or cramps could be an indicator that you have low salt in your life or in your blood. I'm not a doctor, but Jesus says have salt in yourself. Amen. And I guess my question to you today is whose report are you going to believe? 
Amen. We shall believe the report of the Lord. David says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Throughout Jesus' teaching and expounding about the kingdom of God, he used many explanations to his followers as to what they must be. In the earth, he told them that they were light, which is a reflection of him because God is light and light is a source of energy. Amen. And so we need this light within us. Amen. And we should always show people the way to avoid traps and snares. Amen. That may be before them in, in their lives. You see, our enemy goes before us and he set and snaps his traps and snares to try to make us fall, but Jesus has given us the light so we can see clearly where we're headed. He also told them that they were a city that was set on the hill. We are to reflect Christ in our holiness and in our beliefs and in our doctrine and in our openness, in our candor, in our honesty, in our integrity, in our courage and competence and commitment, all of our character and bearing and dress and appearance, everything should reflect Christ because He wants us to stand out and be like a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And Matthew chapter 5, when Jesus was teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, amen, He got to begin, the Bible says that when Jesus saw the multitude, He went up into a mountain and He said, and I've been to that mountain and I sat on that mountain and on the side of the hill there uh, in Israel where Jesus taught the multitude on the side of the mountain overlooking the Sea of Galilee and overlooking the area. And the Bible says when He was set, uh, the disciples came to Him and He began to teach them and He began to tell them, Blessed are the pure in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they, amen, that hunger and thirst at the righteousness that they shall be filled. And He goes on, amen, and He began to tell them, He says, Amen. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? He says it is good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trotted under the foot of men. In other words, Jesus is saying, while you and I are in the earth, if we lose our savor abilities to season, if we lose our abilities as Christians to keep this thing in Side of us and the abilities to make a difference in our lives and other people's lives and change our surroundings, then we are good for nothing. But to be cast out and to be trotted under the foot of men. Jude tell us, but you, beloved, keep yourselves in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Lord, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have got to keep these things that God is calling us and asking us to be in this earth. Amen. Because Jesus says we need to have the salt in our lives. 
Paul in writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.11, he says, These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. In other words, Paul is saying, Timothy, you've got the main ingredient uh, that's going to make a difference in someone else's life. And not only in their life, but in your life as well. But you've got to continue in the things that I have taught you. You've got to continue in the doctrine. You've got to read. You've got to study. You've got to apply yourself to stay with it. Amen. So that you can make a difference not only in your life, but in the life of others. Because as long as you have the ingredient inside of you, as long as this thing is dwelling inside of you, and as long as it's being fruitful and profitable inside of you, there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn, for this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. The Lord told Moses in Leviticus 2.13, And every ovulation of the meat offering shall thou season with salt. Neither shall thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be likened from the meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. In other words, God said to Moses, you tell them that every offering that they bring, every gift that they bring, and every sacrifice that they bring must be seasoned with salt. Whether it's a burnt offering, whether it's a peace offering, whether it's a sin offering, whether it's a trespass offering, whether it's a heave offering, a wave offering. When you read the book of Leviticus, it's got a laundry list of, of offerings that they were to bring. Amen. And every one of these offerings represented something about the individual and God. Amen. It was to bring this offering for a purpose. Amen. For your life to show your relationship and your continual walk with God. And so the Lord said to Moses, whatever they bring as far as an offering or give or sacrifice, it is to be done with salt. Amen. And you are the salt of the earth. And so you are the main ingredient that will determine if your offering is accepted by God or rejected by by God. This is why King's offering was rejected because he didn't put himself into it. Amen. But Abel placed himself uh, in it by giving God the first uh, and giving God the best. Amen. You see, in those days, uh, salt was very valuable. It was the salt that made the difference uh, 
in olden times. It was the salt that was used uh, to bring the, the covenant and the agreement uh, and the relationship with God together. And even today, in the reading of the Scripture, Jesus wants you and I to understand how valuable you really are. Amen. Praise God. So no matter what offerings, salt. No matter the gift, salt. No matter, amen, the sacrifice, salt. Because you are the offerer. You are the giftee. You are the sacrificer. Amen. And this is why, amen, you want to present God all the time your very best. Amen. Because your very best is always determined as a matter of the heart. Amen. And let it be from the heart, God is saying. Let it be your best. Why? Because it always represents you. And you are the salt and the earth. And notice what God says. Don't forget the salt of the covenant. Amen. You see, God enters the covenant with us. Amen. This is why the Bible lets us know in Second Chronicles 13, 4 and 5, that Abijah told Jehoram, he says, Don't you know, and you ought to know, that God gave the kingdom of Israel to David forever. And he gave it to him with a covenant of salt. In other words, God entered into a relationship and an agreement with David with salt. Amen. God was showing, amen, that the covenant is to always be in a relationship standpoint uh, with the best that it can have. And salt uh, at that time meant it was a relationship and an agreement, amen, between the individual and God. And God entered into the agreement. When God called Abraham, he says, Abraham, Abraham, if you leave home, I'll bless you. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to God, amen, to go into a place that he did not know where he was going, that he went and he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange land, dwelling in tabernacles with Jacob and Isaac, the heirs of the same promise, amen, because they looked for a city which had found who builder and maker was God. Amen. Because they was in a covenant. But you notice the covenant that God made with Abraham. When God called Abraham, amen, Abe's name was Abram. But at 99, God appeared to Abraham and he made a covenant with Abraham. And what God did that you may not understand is through a tetra telegraph. Um, amen. God, the words on the letters, uh, Y-H-W-H, uh, which means Jehovah is God, Almighty God, in this te- 
take the Turker Grammaton, excuse me, amen, God took the H out of his name and he placed it in Abraham's name. And from Abram, he became Abraham. And God says her name would no longer be called Sarai, which has an I on the end of it, but her name will be called Sarah. In other words, God took the H out of his name and placed it on the end of Sarah's name. So now Abraham is Abram is no longer Abram. He's Abraham, the father of many. And Sarah is no longer the dominant. Uh, she is now a prince. Uh, amen. And we know that a prince is a daughter of a king. Or uh, a prince uh, is, is a daughter, a married woman of a princess. Uh, so you see, when God ends into a covenant with you, he's going to put his name inside of you. This is why when you're baptized uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, uh, it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is adding his name to your name. Amen. You're becoming one in Christ Jesus. Uh, and this is why you're entering the covenant with Almighty God. And this is why God has said, don't ever let the covenant uh, be without salt, uh, because you are the covenant and the agreement with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that tetragrammaton, grammaton, if you want everyone to look that up, amen, the letters in the old Greek, uh, Hebrew, was Y-H-W-H, because the Jews don't use vowels. See, we're the ones the Greeks had that all the vowels in. See, that's why when, when Pilate wrote those letters over Jesus' name, those was take the terror grammatons, amen, to show that it was in Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. Jehovah is God. Amen. So the agreement is here, amen, and God wanted us to know how valuable we was to Him. Amen. And this is why, as I said, when we're born again, we enter into a covenant with God. And the Lord says to Isaiah, as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon them and my words which I have put in their mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed said the Lord from henceforth Isaiah 59 21 God says my word will always be there it will always be in them why because we're in a covenant if you've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ the word is going to be in you you can try to shake it you can try to avoid it but it's not going to go any place because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Amen. So God says, this is my covenant. He said to Hebrews in the 8th chapter and the 10th verse, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my 
my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. All for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. And that he said a new covenant, he made that first old, now that which decay and wax old is ready to vanish away. Amen. And God wants you to understand, I enter a covenant with you, and this is why God will not fail you. This is why God will always be there for you. The Bible lets us know that God cannot lie. God cannot change his mind when he enters a covenant with you. You can break the covenant with God, but he will not break his covenant with you. Amen. That's why Paul told Timothy, this is a faithful sin. If you be dead with him, you'll live with him. If you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. If you deny him, he'll deny you. Amen. Because he cannot deny himself. He will always be faithful to you. Every ovulation, amen, of the meat offering shall thou season with salt. Neither shall thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from the meat offerings. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. It's in the agreement between you and God. You sealed the deal. Amen. You and I are preserved the relationship between us and God. No matter what we do. Paul, as Paul told the church at Rome, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can prove what is that good and that perfect and acceptable will of God. Amen. You see, you're the sacrifice. Amen. And you've got to have salt in yourself because it preserves you. It preserves the things of God. You see, God, salt is a preserver. Amen. And this is why we're taught to be holy. Holiness must be preserved. This is why the Lord told Peter, Amen, be ye holy, for I am holy. You see, love must be preserved. Amen. Greater love has no man than this. For God so loved the world that he gave. And if God loved us, we should love one another. Amen. Because God is love. Love must be preserved inside of us. Truth must be preserved inside of us by the truth and sell it not. Amen. You've got to keep the truth. Faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We walk by faith and not by our sight. We've got to preserve, amen, the faith of Almighty God. We've got
got to have wisdom. We've got to have knowledge. And we've got to have understanding. We must preserve these things in our lives. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all thy getting. Get an understanding. You don't have to stand outside. Come on in the house. Amen. Come on in the room. Amen. You've got to have wisdom in your life. Amen. You must retain the wisdom. You must retain the knowledge. And you must retain the understanding of Almighty God in your life. Amen. Because these things are preservers. You've got to have loving kindness preserved in your life. Because that loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee while I live. You've got to preserve temperance for he that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You've got to have joy in your life because the joy of the Lord is my strength. You've got to have that peace reigning in you because he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. Amen. But if the salt lose his savor, where will it be salted again? God will preserve every purpose. Amen. And every promise that he has made to you. Psalms 84 11 says, No good thing with he withhold from them that walk upright before him. Why? Because you're in a covenant with Almighty God. He's put the H on you in the waters of baptism. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, salt is also an enhancer. Salt is designed to increase or to improve. It improves its value. Amen. It improves the qualities. It improves the desirabilities. It improves the attractiveness. When you're sharing the gospel truth, amen, you are enhancing someone else's life. That's why it's an enhancer. Praise God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he's anointed me to preach that. Amen. That is anointed me to preach that. The good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This thing is an enhancer, not only to your life, but to the life of others. That's why salt is so valuable in you. This is why, amen, it is the main ingredient in your life. Amen. I'm not talking about the natural salt. I'm talking about the gospel. I'm talking about the Word of God. You need to have this thing inside of you. It needs to be rooted and grounded in you. And I promise you that you're going to make a difference in somebody else's life and your life as well. This is why Paul told Timothy, you continue in this thing and you'll save yourself. And you'll save everyone else that hear it. Amen. It is an enhancer. Amen. To bring about a difference. 
Amen. This gospel. Salt is a healer. In 2 Kings chapter 2. Excuse me. Verse 19 and verse 22 through 22. 2 Kings 2, 19. And the men of the city said unto Elijah, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city is pleasant as my Lord see it. But the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And when he went forth unto the springs of the waters, he cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more depth of barren land. So the waters was healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elijah, which he spake. Amen. Notice it was the salt that healed the waters. Amen. It was the salt uh, that he placed in. Uh, even though the waters could not be drunk, uh, now they're able uh, to be drank. Amen. Ezekiel says uh, in the 3rd and 47th chapter, he says, I, He brought me to the altar, and he led me out uh, by the river. And as he walked through the water, it was at his ankles. Uh, and then, next it was at his knees. Uh, and then it was at his waist. Uh, and then and it was at his chest. Uh, there was waters uh, to swim in. And everywhere the waters went, uh, they were for the healing of the nation. What can I tell you there today? Amen. Everywhere you go, because you've got the salt in you, you are living water, as Jesus said. I will be in you a well of water, springing up unto eternal life. So everywhere you go, you are for the healing of the nation. You are for the healing of the land. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to make a difference. Amen. Once you leave the altar, it is supposed to be a change. And the things of this life around you are supposed to be made different. When the children of Israel was getting ready to step into the promised land, the waters was troubled in the Jordan River. They was overflowing the banks of the river. But when the priests put their feet in the Jordan River and the ark was on their shoulders. The waters went back, amen, and they passed over on dry grounds. The waters of doubt, the waters of affliction, the waters of depression can be thrown in your life. They can be totally out of control, but I'm here to tell you, if you just get some salt, if you just put some word inside of you, I promise you, the waters will roll back. The waters of doubt. The waters of depression. The waters of fear. Anything that's coming against you, you will see will roll back. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, for which shall it be salted? Jesus told his disciples and you and I, he says, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. 
but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. See, this gospel, as I said earlier, is salt in your life. Notice, he's telling you the changes that will take place. Cast out devils. Salt has the ability to stop corruption. It has the ability to stop the decay and evil caused by the enemy of your soul. The more of Christ is in you, the further Satan is going to stay away. James says, you believe there's one God? He said, the devils also believe. And they tremble. See, so Satan should automatically be running every time he sees you. Because he knows, just like a snail, if you put salt on a snail, he's through. He's driving, he's going to dry up. So why don't you just put a little word on the next time the enemy's trying to whisper in your ear. Why don't you do just like Jesus says. It is written. Get him off your case. Amen. You're the salt in the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, who's going to salt in it? Cast him out. They will speak with new tongues. Salt has the ability not only to fill us with the Holy Ghost or reveal that we have the Holy Ghost, but is the ability to enhance our speech and remove foul language. Paul tells us, amen, in Colossians 4, 6, he says, let your speech should be always with what? Grace. Seasoned with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. See, notice, your speech should always be with grace, unmerited love. I know I violate this principle a lot. That's my wife. Amen. (laughs) Seasoned with salt. Why? That you may know how you ought to answer every man. You will speak with new tongues. Salt has the ability to enhance your speech. This was a new one that I picked up the other day. Take up serpents. I looked at this again from a different translation and from another Greek interpretation. And I think some people might have missed this. Because some people like to pick up snakes and handle snakes and all that. Not, Not this cat. Now, Paul picked this up accidentally, and we know that. We see that in Scripture, and it didn't harm him. But this is what I found the other day when I was doing the research, and his Greek word for serpent is up his, O-P-H-I-S, which means sharpness of vision. It will bring about a clearer and keener insight. With wide-eyedness revealed in something remarkable to you. You will see things more voluntarily. You will have a more watchful eye from a distance. 
And it will allow you to see yourself more clearly. Think about that. Let me read it to you again. Sharpness of vision. It will bring about a clearer and keener insight. With wide-eyedness revealing something remarkable to you. You will see things more voluntarily. You will have a more watchful eye from a distance. And it will allow you to see yourself more clearly. So you will tape up serpents. You'll get a new vision. Amen. Think about that for a second. Amen. So what is God trying to show us? If they're drinking a deadly thing, it will not hurt them accidentally drinking anything because of the salt. Remember, Elijah threw the salt in the water, and the water was made whole. It was healing. Lay hands on the sick, physically, mentally, spiritually healing will flow through you. Amen. This gospel salt will heal. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us because He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent us to heal the broken heart, the priest deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. God chose you. He has put in you. Amen. What is needed here in the earth. Amen. And we have to do our part. Amen. But if we lose our abilities, if we lose our savoring abilities, Jesus says we're good for nothing but to be trotted thrown out and trotted in the foot of men. But he says, have salt in yourself. Have the preserving, the purifying principles always, uh, the principles of denying yourself of suppressing pride and ambition and contention and thus you will be acceptable offering to God because every offering must be presented with salt, uh, but if you are not going to be able to present yourself as a living sacrifice to God, if the things of God is not inside of you, you've got to maintain those principles and those rules and moral character that God has put in you from when He saved you. You've got to maintain the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the fruit of the Spirit has to remain in you if you're going to be a living sacrifice for God. Amen. You've got to be able to purify principles and deny yourself. This is why Jesus said, You can't be my disciple except you deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Amen. It comes a time in our lives that it can't be about me. It's got to be about Him and Him only. Amen. He has just put me in the earth for this moment to be the salt and the seasoner and to bring change in other people's lives. Hallelujah. I have to have peace in myself. I have to avoid contention and quarreling and struggling for place and honor and office and seeking each other's welfare 
and my religion will be honored and preserved in this world. This is why Paul says in Galatians 6, Amen. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such in the spirit of meekness, considering thine own self, lest not be overtaken with a fault. Amen. He says, bear you one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And verse 10, he says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially to them who are the household of faith. Amen. We've got to realize that I've got to love my neighbor as myself. This is why I've got to have salt in me because it's the main ingredient. It's the main thing. As Brother T.F. Tenney said, keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. Keep the salt in your life. Have peace within yourself. Amen. If you lose the true proprieties of salt. If your Christianity loses its heart, it quickens. Stimulating influence is good for nothing. If your Christianity loses heart, it's quickening abilities to bring change and stimulating influence to others is good for nothing. It's a preservative. It's a discipline. It's an enhancer. It's a healer. Every offering has got to be with salt because it was the covenant of the Lord those that he called and God says have salt in yourself and Jesus was on the cross he says I thirst isn't it amazing that salt makes you thirsty oh everyone that thirst come ye to the waters and he that hath no money come buy wine and milk without money and without Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor which that which satisfied not? Hearken unto me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, Isaiah 55, the Lord says. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. What? Even the sure mercies of David. Do you know what God is saying there? Because I gave the kingdom of Israel to David. Amen. With a salt covenant. And the same covenant that I made with David. If you are thirsty and you want more of me, you come and I will make the same agreement with you. Because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink as you suppose but is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And this is what God is saying. I'll put my law in your heart and in your mind. Because when he says 
I will take up abode. He's talking about I will be in you. The spirit will be in you. The salt will be in you. The main thing will be in you that will bring about change. The main thing that will bring about a life changing experience for you and everyone else. You will have it inside of you and as long as you live according to the principles and the rules of Almighty God, you're going to be okay because ye will not break His promise. Because when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, said, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he patiently endured, he received the promise. Hallelujah. Praise God. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace one with another. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Like the sacrifice that God says we must be salted with salt. Our corrupt affections must be subdued and mortified by the Holy Ghost. Those that have the salt of grace must show they have 11 principles of grace in their hearts which work out corruption, dispositions, and the soul that offends God in our conscience. Salt is good. It's good. If it's lost its saltness, guarantee it has not lost its saltness. Believe me. They say if you want to catch a deer, what do you do? Put a salt block out. Salt is good for you. This is good for you. This is what God wants inside of you. He wants you to have this so much inside of you that no matter where you go, You can heal, you can preserve, you can enhance. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. Amen. Praise God. Have salt in yourself. Amen. Praise God. I want to open these altars this morning if you want to come and pray or right where you are this morning. Amen. Do you need some salt? Are you thirsty for the things of God? You know, Jesus says, I thirst. Amen. I thirst too. Amen. That last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood. And he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit that they believe on him will receive. Amen. Jesus wants you to have the Spirit inside of you. He wants you to have salt inside of you. Amen. This is what God wants. Amen.
So as they play this morning, if you hear you don't have the Holy Ghost and you want the Holy Ghost, amen, let me encourage you to seek God this morning for the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that it is a promise, amen, and God will give you the Holy Ghost, amen. You need the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you, amen. So as they play this morning, amen, let me encourage you this morning, amen, to always have salt in yourself, amen. And be a preserver and an enhancer and a healer in the earth. Amen.